Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 382. My name is Brando. This might be the last episode of 2022. I'm not sure. It could be. So we'll see. We're going to have a nice little farewell. I'm wearing my, yeah, I'm, here's my bad joke right away, my Undertaker tank top because we're going down under today to us. <laughs> starting off with a bang. We're starting off the bang mm-hmm. with the uh, with the colossal mistakes, just like with Guns N' Roses on that Australian tour. So uh, today uh, we're joined by, maybe you're familiar with, the names because they often chime in on, on social media. I always say the conversation continues in between the broadcasts. Uh, Jason Bork, where are you uh, calling? Where are you zooming in from? And, and by the way, thanks to your daughter for helping you set this uh, set this up since uh, you are uh, illiterate when it comes to technology, apparently. Well, that's being kind, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, Queensland Gold Coast. Okay. So on the East Coast. Yeah. The East Coast of Australia. Yeah. Okay. And now I, I was on his very cool acoustic Fox, Fox in the Wire podcast, uh, Craig. I said you look like the, the actor who's in Anaconda, right? Who got, and he was also in Pulp Fiction. Uh, you said you get it a lot. I, I, why am I forgetting this actor's name? He's in, he's in everything. Uh, Lance. Eric Stoltz. There you go. Yeah, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Wearing a Slash uh, T-shirt. I like that. Yes, I thought I'd wear it for the... Uh, for the special occasion today, I actually got this T-shirt from uh, I think somewhere in North Hollywood when I went to America back in 2007 where when I was dragged over there by all the tales of Motley Crue and, and Guns N' Roses. <laughs> so I had to go over in there and check it out for myself and, yeah, got this T-shirt. So I thought I'd wear it today. No, I like a black T-shirt, which, you know, standard with rock and roll, but it's almost all covered with a silhouette, not a silhouette, just a black and white photo of of a slash and can I just say right off yeah. the bat, do you think you find cooler uh cooler Guns N' Roses merchandise not by Guns N' Roses? Like you usually find it in like a cool fan store or Etsy. I just feel like some I don't know, some of the merch uh because I keep it's on my my brain because I keep getting Guns N' Roses emails from the official Guns N' Roses site about order today if you want to get this by Christmas. Mm-hmm. Order today if you want fifty percent off. Waiting on that new music email. Not yet. No. Not yet. It'll, it'll, I think it'll happen. I, I do. Well, I mean, that'll come up within our conversation. But you guys are joining us. Uh, I appreciate we worked out the time difference. Possibly we'll be joined by a third. I just want to make sure I give him a shout out because I have a – and I'm grateful, honestly. Let me say it. I have a lot of listeners. I'm, I don't know why in Australia. So to, to Dave Bowden in uh, Seville Grove, Western Australia. So that's the opposite side of you, Jason. Right, no, I think they're three hours behind as well. So, oh well, time yeah, different. different time zone or yeah. time well, difference. Wait, they all—you all knew the time. <laughs> that's how, yeah, <laughs> that's how it is. Whenever I do episodes, 
uh, with Mark Alexander Erber from Golden Robot based out of Australia. We got to figure it out. So my Friday night is your Saturday morning. That is so weird to me. That is so weird to me that you got, you got, so what happens in the future? Is there Guns N' Roses music? What's happening? Tell me, tell me what's going on. Not yet. I've been down the beach this morning. That's about it. Uh, So what's, I, you, I respect you guys a lot and I want you just right off the bat, if I just, uh, my knowledge of Australia is limited to the Simpsons episode I will, and also I may have mentioned to you, Craig, in the episode, as I just made myself disappeared in, in the Zoom. That was kind of weird. How do I do that? There we go. <laughs> uh, so again, you can if you're listening to this on the normal podcast uh, platforms, please subscribe to our YouTube to see the video of all our wonderful faces. What we're talking about. Oh, and Jason, I should also describe your background because you have a GNR. I don't want to put it all on Craig, who came up prepared. You stacked up your, ba- your background with the. The all oh, the appetite both appetite logos I guess you could say that right the inside the the, the cover the eventual cover yeah. and the the robot Robert uh, Robert Williams painting and you also have a lithograph what's that lithograph behind you that's um, Brisbane 2017 okay very cool uh, hour up the road I was lucky to get two gigs this time around an hour hour apart so that's okay. from the last tour and not in the lifetime tour so right on. Yeah. And, and uh, Craig, if we went through your entire background with all your guitars, that's just a whole other episode. So I can't go into your, yep. t- your entire background right now. <laughs> I understand. But I was, I was uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's cool. You're a musician. You're you're a podcaster. It's uh, it's very cool that you know. I'm still working on my background, by the way, as I have a new. I moved. Have a new studio. Hold on. Let me see if I can shut this off. I oh, should, cool. I should be able to just shut this off. And I think I have nothing. Well, it's not shutting off right now. It's just my logo right now. I'm still adjusting to everything. So it's just my logo. I don't have like a cool background like you guys yet. That, that's coming in 2023. That's coming. But I have a few to f- it. friends that are married to Australians. I've never met. Every Australian I've met has been really nice. I would love to visit, but just a plane ride, dude. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do it. So... I don't know, uh, Jason. You uh, excuse me, uh, Craig. You mentioned you've been to America. Jason, have you been here? Have you made that giant uh, long ass flight? Not America, no. No, okay. Just so Pacific Islands and stuff for me. That's far enough. Right on, right on. But we all meet at Guns N' Roses, no matter where we are in the world, which is what I love. And I, I haven't been doing as many fan reviews this leg of the tour for a variety of reasons. One, we kind of spoke about. With the time difference, it's not like I was like when it was in the states. You're kind of just working within a three-hour time difference. Whether you know, <clears throat> like California is only three hours uh, behind New York, but it's obviously it's the next day for you guys. And one, there's uh, some people in the maybe more of a language barrier where we're kind of nervous coming on. Even though I've spoken to people on the podcast, and that's I never make that an issue. Whatever you're comfortable with. Also in 2023, I should get my tooth back, my front tooth, that I got knocked out oh. in January. That I, that's the reason why oh. I've been doing so many episodes behind the microphone and mm. working in a slight lisp that I hate. So slower episodes, you know, not as many. I, it's funny. I've done a lot of episodes. I've put a lot of great content this year, less than I would have done if I had that tooth, which just, I look like a hockey player. It's not as cool <laughs> wow. from a car accident. It was not, never driving in the snow. Ever again, which you guys don't have that problem, do you? 
Never wow. seen that. Oh, there's snow down. There's snow down south. Oh, there yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think Jason would see it. Oh. <laughs> no, I'll stay up this end. No. Yeah. Mm. I learned something today. See, my American uh, American ignorance. Fair enough. But I, I wanted to talk to the Australian fan because of this. We got to just play this clip. And by the, it's the old news by now, but we all know. So I'm going to play it, and all the credit is given within the clip. And feel free to react during. It's kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's fine. A Guns N' Roses fan has spoken exclusively with 10 News First, describing the moment she was hit in the face by a microphone launched by Axel Rose during this week's concert at Adelaide Oval. Luckily, she's not knocking on heaven's door and will remain a huge fan of the legendary rocker. Pad pun. Welcome to the jungle. Another one. It wasn't intentionally to hurt somebody it was a souvenir to the crowd and i just copped it in the face i I still can't believe it out of twenty thousand people it was me rebecca howell thought she might be knocking on heaven's door when frontman axel rose hurled his microphone into the crowd during guns and roses adelaide show on tuesday night i saw him throw it but i didn't see it coming you know it was I was blindsided by all the lights and stuff, and then, yeah, bang. My brain was like, oh, my God, um, my face has been caved in. The microphone mishap happened during the encore. It was anything but Paradise City, as other fans made a dive for the prize. I saw the guy with the microphone, like, with the victory, I've got it, I've got it. But all I could think of was, like, oh, my God, (laughs) my face. Other concert goers captured the moment the mic was launched from the stage. Well, everyone was excited trying to catch it, and it wasn't until after it was caught that people realised that someone had actually been hurt. Beck says she only posted her injuries online as a warning to fellow fans. Get ready to duck when you hear Paradise City. That's all I want to say. And she holds no ill will towards Axel Rose for her bloodied nose. Just this message. Yeah, I need another mic. <laughs> The other one got stolen from me. It's mine. <laughs> Tiffany Warren for 10 News First. So if you're unfamiliar, uh, because it's been everywhere, especially because I wanted to get your point of view from the Australian press that apparently was, well, what it does what a lot of tabloids do. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're from. So Axel Rose has had this, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Just this end of the uh, show tradition he's been doing for 30 years, three decades of tossing his microphone into the crowd after the show, you know, after Paradise City or whatever the final song is. Uh, I see as I'm a part of like a lot of GNR fan groups, I see people who catch it. I've never been close. How about you guys? Have you ever been close to an Axel mic toss? No, no. So, this, this year was, yeah, I think it went about 20 metres away from us this year. It's pretty close. I told my daughter, if you see it coming, start throwing elbows and <laughs> get what you can. But, um, yeah, just a bit far away. Okay, but that's still kind of funny. You're preparing your daughter to kind of, well, she wouldn't have got hit in the face like poor Rebecca. No, I so, prepped her for the gig. Oh, funny. <laughs> so uh, if what I guess these things happen. Uh, with people getting hurt at, at concerts, it's not like it's Guns N' Roses of old where it's a riot's going to happen. It's just it was an accident that really was never in doubt. You would you would think what was alarming and what I feel really made it news was her face. <laughs> mm. And no offense to her, her, her face was awful. Uh, 
it it looked like she was, you know, got doing like 15 rounds with Mike Tyson. She got, you know, it, it looked like she was dating Chris Brown. It was awful, like awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, people need to be reminded what a dirtbag he is, by the way. I mm-hmm. hate the fact that he still makes music. And that's another, that's a side thing. But seriously, mm-hmm. he looked like, she looked like a domestic abuse person. Like it, awful. And how would that happen from a microphone? And that's like the first thing I see. And I want to get both your initial reactions because this when this happened, it's like, oh, wow, that's kind of sucks for her. Wow. What, what kind of like an, what an injury to happen from a microphone. And, mm-hmm. and, and Jason, you might have been the one to remind me that somebody got hit in the face with a microphone by Axel like 10 years ago during the Chinese democracy days. Got hit in the teeth. Yeah. I and think that was over here as well. That was in Australia as well, yeah. which is kind yeah, of. I think it was Western Australia. I think. Speaking of Western Australia, I don't know what it is about you uh, over there. So he got hit in the teeth. He sued, mm. only yep. sued for his dental. He just said it's a lot of pain and suffering, and you know, I, my insurance and I have kids. I I get that. I think that's cool. Uh, I had recently sure. recently read the story, so these details are fresh. But like how the promoter offered the the microphone autographed to him and he's like that's great but that's not going to help my teeth so Mm -hmm. cool so that's one incident within 30 years so this is the second now incident in 30 years not a big deal but I was really surprised and I still am at the absolute I guess we have to talk about it in stages we're already past the you know this point of the story where Axel it kind of gave an apology I guess because he was kind of frustrated but he was frustrated with the Australian tabloids, the way they were covering it. Some make it seem like he did it on purpose mm-hmm. uh, and that he would stop doing it. So by this time, I would say like 90% of what I see fans are just like, screw F this woman. They're, they're, they're upset. They think they're, mm-hmm. she's faking it. She wants something. I'm making, saying all these things at first because she could have at least wanted something medical for her like the other guy. And that's understandable. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm not a doctor, but I'm familiar with like when people get nose jobs or hit in the face with a baseball, you could like their nose, you could still get black eyes around your face. I, I, I think of uh, the Seinfeld episode where he was scuba diving and he got suctioned on his face, you know, mm. uh, and then it's like, how'd you get black eyes? Well, I was scuba diving, too much pressure. So like, it, these things happen. But the amount of fans are thinking that she's making it up and they're upset that she's the one to blame for this. So I'm going to shut up as the American. Uh, Craig, let's, let's go to you. I want, since you were, I reached out to you first, actually, to talk to uh, about this. What was your, what's your, your take on, on all of, what is it, the, the microphone incident, I guess we can call it? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, obviously I saw the photos as well and, you know, big black eyes and I guess – you know, I'm not sure what sort of microphone Axel uses, but microphones can be quite solid. And although, you know, the media make it out like that he threw it sort of thing, he actually lobs it, uh, you know, he tosses it into the audience. And um, I guess depending how high it goes on its way back down, it's going to pick up a bit of speed. And if it hits you sort of right in the nose, it's probably going to hurt and um, at least leave you with a couple of black eyes like it did. Um, so 
you know, you'd almost expect if she was in that part of the audience that she would have been a fan and would expect something like that to happen, um, you know, at the end of the at the end of Paradise City. Um, but maybe she took her eye off Axel for two seconds and was texting or something and looked up and bang, you know, I guess it could happen with drumsticks, you know, when drummers toss drums, drumsticks into the audience, you know, sure. might land the wrong way and go straight through your eye. Who knows? It's maybe happened for all I know, but, um, final destination. I think, shit. You never know. Yeah. I mean, I look at someone like Sebastian Bach, you know, how he swings the, the whole mic like pretty violently. I'm like, oh dude, that's gonna that's gonna unclip one day. And I that's know. Gonna... I've thought the same oh. thing. Yeah. Uh, as was, far as I know, he, it hasn't he, happened. Sebastian actually was throwing beers into the audience in '93 down in Sydney. It was so hot yeah. and there wasn't alcohol allowed. He was tossing full stubbies out into the to the like glass bottles. But yeah, proper yeah, stubbies. Right. Yeah. I guess Pantera used to do that from the stage, but they were you know, plastic cups. That that was yeah. pretty cool footage to watch. But uh yeah, a microphone could definitely could definitely hurt you and obviously it did, but maybe she doesn't have any, you know, ongoing broken nose damage or anything like that. Whereas the the guy from Perth back in two thousand thirteen, I think it was, um Thanks for looking that obviously up. it knocked out yeah, a <laughs> couple of front teeth knocked out and I think it was like five thousand dollars in dental costs. Uh and I completely yeah. understand that right now. That's basically I'm not yeah. quite, for this one tooth. Absolutely. It's, it's almost five thousand for this one tooth. Yeah, and especially with inflation these days, it's probably more these days. But um, oh wow, yeah. Uh, I so uh, Jason, what about what were your thoughts? Because and I'll just say this because again, I've never been close. Despite the fact that I hosted Guns N' Roses podcast, there are fans way more nerdier than I that say that he replaces the microphone at the end of Paradise City. It's a more of a lightweight microphone. But uh, if you're not looking, a Nerf football can fuck you up. Mm-hmm. It, it, if you're not looking. And also, and I'll say this again as somebody who hosts a Guns N' Roses podcast, and, and for two of you who are joining who are Guns N' Roses podcast, most fans at these shows are not like us, as nerdy as us, that may not mm-hmm. know of this tradition. And she's just mm-hmm. looking around and has no, so uh, that's another one of my my thoughts on this. But what about you, Jason? Uh, I think the the media's blowing it up. Just the words they were using in the in the script, like how he launched it into the crowd and this, that, and the others. I mean, she's getting the rough end here. She's she's not said much. She didn't want anything. I think, of course, you'd take a mic if he's going to give it to you. But um, yeah, it's all media, man. Before before this happened, they were getting hundred percent good reviews, and as soon as this happened, and that's all they were talking about. It wasn't even about the show. It was it was all about her and blowing it up in their words. Yeah, uh, I know that's what's been so interesting about Guns N' Roses, where they used to be, and they used this uh, this phrase with with um, with with Snake Sabo, who I just interviewed. That you know, Gian, uh, Doug Goldstein used to refer to them as the CNN band. That he, that mm-hmm. Snake first learned of the St. Louis riot on CNN, and that was just Guns N' Roses all the time. Nowadays, that there is no controversy, so this little thing became something else. And I'll I'll say this too: 
um, I, I, I did, I tweeted the fact. So I, I emailed, was it like News 12, uh, News 10, uh, Adelaide? And I was like, if you don't mind, I would love the contact of this Rebecca. Mm-hmm. I would love to. And, and the reason for that is because I was really aghast, if I can use that word, at some of the language from fans that I would use towards her, like this bitch. I would have caught it. What is she not? Look, I, I get it's the internet and all that, but she got her face fucked up. She wasn't, mm-hmm. again, but you can, in nowadays, you can really post and say, like, I have a problem. I want Guns N' Roses canceled. She just posted it. If I got hit in the face, I had black eyes, I would have posted it. You know, like when I lost my tooth, I posted it. So that's just, that's also part of the world. So I was like, you know what, maybe I want her to explain a little bit more where people are questioning. Another Seinfeld reference, if you remember the, the second spitter where Jerry's trying to explain how uh, the spit can, one spit can make all this, you know, ricochet and go, people are trying to figure that out with this microphone, how it can give somebody two black eyes. It's like, whoa, none of you, it's like, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying this is definitely, maybe she did get mm. hit by somebody's elbow and who knows. But again, who cares? Like she got hurt. She posted, made, media made it out of control. So uh, the news station emailed me her number. I really just wanted her email because I don't want to be invasive. I think I texted Australia right. It was like a one and like your, your, you know, your country code. No response. Mm. Didn't want to call her. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, I hope my, I hope the text did go through. And she just said, you know what? No, I, I don't want to do this. Because if she came, if she went on my podcast, people would probably hate on her more. Honestly, saying that she's oh, people were calling her the most hated woman in Australia and <laughs> ridiculous. Some of the fans, man, they're just. But she didn't like do much. anything. That's what like bothers me. Yeah. What sucks, <laughs> Axel canceled this, but we're talking about days. You know, saying we were Pantera's throwing things in the crowd. Axel used to launch himself into the crowd. Nowadays, mm. twenty twenty two, you can't take any risk. Because what if that might hit like a kid? Or what if she really got hurt? And like your fucking legal fees for like years. Yeah. Like it's not worth is it really worth throwing the mic? So uh I don't know about you. Are you do you support and, and I'm sorry, this might be my most controversial opinion. I don't support the hashtag Axel toss the mic because he could hurt somebody again. It's not this woman's fault. It sucks that it happened, but I don't know about you. I know you're not a I don't know how big hockey is in Australia, but they, I remember years ago, I mean, growing up, hockey didn't have netting around. They didn't have helmets, by the way. Now they all wear Mm. helmets. There's netting after a little girl died. Baseball, they've changed everything around as far as where the netting stops. Things change, man. So, uh, again, I just wanted to, am I just being, am I looking at this wrong? Am I, because again, I I was so surprised. It seemed to be like, this was my most controversial, my most controversial opinion. By the way, sorry, I've been awake since 3 a.m. for doing uh, the morning show here in Q, uh, at Q1043, which I'm doing until the end of the year. So I'm like all over the place. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, J- Jason, did you go? Not only did you went to do the shows on this uh, this leg, by the way, or you did? I forgot to ask. Okay. Yeah, I'll this one. Sorry. You yeah, talk- I, I, didn't, I didn't go to this one. Okay. Jason? Yep. Which yeah, um, Brisbane and Gold Coast. So tell us uh, how those were. Were those uh, were uh, one of those? The yeah. dro- which one was the drone incident? 
another incident. Were you at that one? Uh, Gold Coast, I think. Yeah, I think it was okay, Gold Coast. I can't remember. Yeah, I saw it after the fact. I didn't it does. really pay attention. So, uh, yeah, it was Gold Coast. You're yeah. right. This is, Axel says this. Had a few drones this leg. Last night, Gold mm. Coast Australia was probably the most intrusive. Was a bit of a distraction. Obviously, someone thought it was just okay to be doing uh, that. But, it, well, you can read his tweet, but he's like, go play with your toys somewhere else. One of mm. Axel's long tweets using N apostrophe for everything. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have seen the video of Mike Patton attacking the yes. drone or trying to. That was pretty funny. I saw yeah, that last the, night. At Notfest. Yeah, that was pretty incredible footage, actually. It's, uh, it was cool. He nearly had it. I know. He nearly <laughs> had it. But now I'm wondering now if this is really going to become a thing because that was – I, I hate to say that was cool footage too. But that yeah. wasn't – I don't know, man. That's like da- – something else is dangerous. We're worrying about drones at concerts now? What the fuck? Yeah, that's, I hope it's not a thing. It's not cool. I mean, it was great footage, but not in not in a good way. You know, like it's it was incredible to watch, but I hope it doesn't become a thing. Well, now you jinxed it, Greg. So now I'm going to blame you. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jason, were you at any of the shows? I tried playing the audio for you earlier, but it's, you said it sounded muddy for you. But Axel stopping estranged for the spotlight being in his face. And he, and, yeah. and everyone's like, even when I hear it, your heart stops. Oh boy, here the night train is finally going off the rails. But he, in his awesome acts away, he's called somebody out, and he's like, "All right, let's start over." Sorry, guys. Were you at that show or no? No, Damn that it. wasn't mine. No. But uh, no, the sh- shows I was at, he was. They were all happy as man. They were in a good mood and. I think um, Brisbane was the first show. Actually, scored free tickets from Arnie that had friends cancel, so we went up. That's the first time I've ever sat down at a concert. Oh, so it was good to just sit back and watch, and you know, different perspective. And I thought that was good. The sound was really good. You know, the set was a bit different. But then the Gold Coast, we were standing in the um, the front GA section, standing. And my daughter got right down to the rails, so we were laughing at that. Um, but this that gig sounded even better again, and they I think they really chopped and changed the set around. They were just throwing songs from everywhere, and I don't know. I didn't think they could get better than Brisbane, but Gold Coast was easily better. I think that's and, cool and a great um, point with the set list. A lot of people still complain about the set list, but I think they've changed a lot. They really have. Change yep. a lot. Uh, Duff, Duff doing the um, Iggy song. That's that's a, a highlight for both nights. That was good. Was this your daughter's first time seeing GNR with you, or is this a? Yeah, a, yeah. What did she think? Oh, she loved it, mate. She was in tears. She was laughing, dancing in tears again. That was. I was finding myself watching her a lot of the time to see. How she was doing it. My son was there too. He, um, it was his first gig for them. Uh, he snuck himself into the VIP section up the front somehow. So look at that. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. He, he did well. Well, you're you're a parent of the year in my mind. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. but Craig, how come you didn't go to any shows this year? 
I don't know. Like I went back in 2016, not in this lifetime tour, and that was great. You know, um, at the MCG in Melbourne, it was like 90,000 plus people, I think, or somewhere around the 80, 90,000. But I think in the last couple of years, I think mainly because no new music for me, I just I didn't have the interest in going. Uh, you know, Guns are one of my favourite bands, but, you know, at some point if they're going to still play live, although they've got, you know, more than enough good material for a, a set list, a big set list, I I think I would still like some new music from them, you know. I'm not sure what that song was it last year, Hard School, the single. don't know what that was about, but... Um, yeah, I'd really, really like to see some new music from the guys. So I don't know. I just didn't have the interest in going this time around, unfortunately. So, yeah, I I appreciate that opinion too because I see that mm. as a shared opinion by a lot of people. Because mm. even though they changed the set list, there are people like you know what? It's not different enough for me. You know, by this mm. time we're, you know, how many years into this reunion, which is just yeah. uh, incredible. More than a hard school and absurd, can we could we do more? I mean, I'm I'm happy. I've already waxed poetic. I'm I'm uh, in the uh, absurd. I'm a fandom. I, I I don't know why I didn't like Silkworms. Absurd. It is an absurd song, but I I do enjoy it. But mm-hmm. in a recent slash interview, he he said, okay, he wants to do it. He thinks like yeah. I, I guess this time you know with their all with their family and and everything like that. But they're gonna tour next year. Then hopefully. But I'm just, it's just very interesting why he says these things and nothing, I don't know, like what, what, what's, there's really no update. Like some bands might give you an update where I think it was, um, it, it was like Tammy Downey from like Faster Pussycat. He said recently, like, you know what, we're going to put out a couple songs here. We're working on this. I don't know about now. I'm like updating you in everything, everything that mm. you think a fan would want. And I understand it's GNR. We're beating a dead horse. To use something, but a lot of people mm-hmm. feel the same way uh, as you, Craig. Saying if there's nothing new, sorry, you know I love this band, but it's shows are expensive. You got to eat, so you got to decide yeah. between tickets or a sandwich. So I, I <laughs> sometimes I guess. Oh, by the way, I do have the audio. I thought I the one I uh, was muddy uh, was this, uh, was the when he stopped his strength, but the audio of. I don't know. I'm trying to add like effects now with my home studio. I'm trying to like add production back into the podcast, like I used to. So this is from the the spotlight skip. So it's better coming from Axel's mouth than mine. Stop. 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 Okay, this is to the spotlight that I'm pointing at. I don't know what your deal is, but I've asked you to shut that off about ten times now. I really want to do this show for the people, and I don't want to be blind. I don't know what's wrong with the light. We can't seem to fix it. Sorry, people. We'll start over now. You can use that when it's right. Now when it sucks, please shut it the fuck off. <laughs> shut it the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I he... missed that. I, right? Everyone's like, yeah. he's back! He's back! <laughs> he's weaving between, sorry, people, the lovable Axel and... Shut the fuck off! Like the axle is about yeah. to fly off. It's so brilliant and seamless. Uh, just, just too cool. So yeah, uh, yeah. I always wanted to play that audio while I have the ability to do so. At uh, least he didn't storm off. No, no. There's been nothing. Yeah. 
nothing wrong. Everything's been positive, all his tweets. So it's mm. it's really cool. That's why it's it was so fascinating to watch the the microphone incident unfold and become mm. something. It's just what is this and becoming a hashtag movement. And I see, and I will say that because I see Axel talks to, uh, toss the mic hashtag Axel toss the mic up the uh, like on Twitter. Like it just pops up. So enough people are tweeting it. And you know what? If anything, I think it is a it's a good thing because it shows support to Axl Rose and the band. So it's not a bad thing. But I was one of those like, wow, this woman got messed up. I believe her story mm. because she's not doing enough, I think. And I, pl- I wanted to make sure I played her audio before. Cause I don't know. Does she sound like somebody who wants something that is out for any sort of her 15 minutes? It sounds like she posted. No. Right? Uh, Jason, you I tell me if so. I'm wrong. Okay. Because you can. Believe me, tell me if I'm wrong. It sounded like somebody who posted a, a video, a picture, and like social media does, it just caught something and your local news wants to interview you at your front door. That That's fun for somebody. You don't think anything of it. Ha ha, I get in the face by Axl Rose. Ha ha ha. And uh, some of the fan base. Oof. But oh, before I forget, you guys might want to, I'll, I'll say this because if, if this is the last episode of the year, I want to talk to you guys about this. Because it's fun, it's making me think about the fan base and everything. So I posted again, follow social media in between the broadcasts that the cover of the next Rolling Stone has been released. Did you see that post that I made? But, no. Okay. So in no. it, okay, good. So I want to get your reaction then, and I'll just I'll tell you guys first if you don't know. So I want to make sure I get it right. But it says like the the search for the lost. There we go. So, uh, by the way, the cover, the person on the cover, I don't know who she is. Rosala? Rosalia? I think she's a reggaeton artist. I, I, I don't know who she is. Uh, but she looks like, if you look at the cover, which if you're a Guns N' Roses fan, you will, because you'll get this, this, uh, this issue. I thought it was a dick tattoo on her thigh. Then I thought it was a guitar <laughs> neck. Look at it, bro. Then, then, somebody, then somebody says it was, it's a poorly drawn suspenders or straps like if she was wearing a girdle or something not a girdle but something sexy it looks like a penis head awful awful but oh i see (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) google it right now everybody oh my god what is what is it it's supposed to be (laughs) uh, i thought it was a guitar neck but then the fan corrected me saying (laughs) that it's like suspenders like the the, like the the snap part of the suspenders Awful. And they, like, highlight it. She should be, I don't know, whatever. She's a millionaire. I'm not. She wins. I I lose. But right above that, it says the search for a lost Mm. GNR masterpiece. Mm. I could talk about that now because Rick Dunsford has talked about that a little bit now. So if you don't know who Rick Dunsford is, I did. I think it was the 300th episode called Don't Ban Me. Uh, Rick, Rick Dunsford is the band fan. Uh, so that was also not good press for Guns N' Roses. He was, uh, to loosely put it, air quote involved in the Guns N' Roses leaks. He didn't steal mm-hmm. them. He was just a, one of the, the fans that decided to pay a lot of money for him. And I always said, as long as your wife doesn't leave you, mine would. If I spent thousands of dollars on unreleased Guns N' Roses music, I think you're a little, but you know what? You're nice. You're cool. But I, I do crazy things too. Whatever. It's it's your money. It's your life. But I, I like Rick. So back in March, uh, Rick uh, DM'd me and said, like, do you want to 
People Magazine are doing an article on me. And and I said people on purpose. Uh, sorry, Rick. Now I can blow your cover. He's like, People Magazine are doing a cover on me about, you know, about getting banned and the leaks and all that. I'm like, well, People Magazine? Why would they give a shit? People's mm. generic. Like, you know, why would they care about Guns N' Roses Underground? That seems weird to me. Uh, he's like, well, they, they asked if they can interview you since you know a lot about the story. Like, this sounds weird. And I guess I said, no. And then he came back and he's like, it's Rolling Stone. Okay, that changes something a little bit. So back in March, I did like an hour, hour and a half interview with uh, the the author of this. I don't know if that's released yet. So I'll, some things I'll, I'll say private. But about Rick, about the leaks, about uh, the toxic nature of some Guns N' Roses fans, which is not the majority. The majority are... AFD listeners, so your majority are awesome. But to talk about that, to talk about Guns N' Roses management, what I know, having never spoken to them actually, but just how things operate, uh, for what I know, I guess, yeah, that's uh, so that's going to be coming out any day now. I, I, that's cool. I, I, it's supposed to be, I don't know, if it's like the official late December or early January issue. I don't know. Uh, Brick is the feature. They actually went to his house and they took pictures. He posted some of the pictures of them, like him posing in the park with uh, who the fuck is Tommy Stinson t-shirt. Why did they wait so long? What's that? Why did they wait so long to do this? Like how long ago did that happen? Three, four years? Right. So that's part of the interesting part of the uh, conversation that uh, I see going on at mygnrforum.com. I'll give them a plug. Because I like I like the, it over there, uh, even though some people don't. But like, why now? I think it's just it's such an underrated story, and it's so hard to tell. <coughs> Again, excuse me. Uh, I don't know. That's my answer. I don't know why now. But it's always something that I said would be a movie. Like, how do you how do you explain this? This is a crazy story. Rick getting banned from shows is crazy enough, but behind it. <laughs> With it involving, you know, storage lockers. If you're familiar with uh, what a storage locker is, that was apparent, you know, holding leaks and that was sold and that wasn't their problem. Things I don't even know. Uh, so I don't know how much of my interview, if any, I don't want to think like that. I hope I'm, I'm mentioned in Rolling Stone. That would be, yeah, that would be a, I don't know, a bucket list yeah. thing to happen. But what, what do you guys know? Because Jason, you know a lot about this. I don't know how much you do, Craig, about this whole underground Guns N' Roses audio trading leaks, leak gate. It's it's so hard. trolling. It's 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 unbelievable the the underground story that's going on, and I can't believe it's supposed to be a six page spread. In Rolling Stone. Oh, wow. Wow. Six. Wow. Six. I think that's. Wow. I mean, maybe the font is like you know forty six, but mm. I, don't, I don't know. I I really don't know. Rick hasn't read it, as far as he, he's told me. I wouldn't say if he, I wouldn't tell you. I don't want to say anything that uh, I wouldn't be allowed to say. But I think I told you everything that I know. So the, that really there's got to be a lot of layers to that story. I'm sure. Just mm. keep going and going. It's going to be interesting to see if there's any reaction to it because Rick, for the longest time, thought that Team Brazil was going to shut it down. Uh, because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they mm-hmm. shut it down? It doesn't show the band in a positive light. I don't know if it shows them necessarily in a negative light. Because I don't know how I don't, 
how involved, if they are involved in this. It's just a weird story that, well, we'll see how it's written. I mean, it's quite an undertaking. So uh, be, mm. look, uh, look out. If you haven't bought Rolling Stone in years, buy the next one. Yeah, it's been a while for me, <laughs> but uh, I will keep an eye out for that for sure. And uh, hopefully, hopefully they drop your podcast at least. Drop the name of the podcast. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking. Is, uh, deserves it, man. You've done some. I just wanted to congratulate you. Sorry to go off topic a little bit, but you've had some killer episodes this year in particular. And um, I woke up this morning, and I usually go for a walk on Saturday morning because it's my day off, and um, updated my RSS feed. And then your interview with Snake came up, and I'm like, oh, sweet. So uh, downloaded it, went for a walk, listened to it, and, um, yeah, it was a great, great interview. So thank you for that, and congratulations. Snake is uh, he's always my, one of my favorite guys to listen to. Like, he's really, really nice guy, really down to earth, really humble, and, um, yeah, some of the stories that he, he shared with you were really cool, like the, the riot story. Uh, that was yeah really yeah, cool i was so. not expecting that one and uh i wasn't mm. expecting all those kind words so thank you uh craig mm. anybody who knows me knows i take compliments awful because i'm just so hard on myself so i'm, I'm doing my best just to say thank you and, and shut up about it uh so i do appreciate that and, and that's what's that's what's cool that people like craig jason how many years at this point that you've just been dming me and you're not maybe no, you public, you comment publicly, but you also comment privately. Let me know what's going on. You know, sending me links, like a lot of fans do. You know, maybe you'll be interested in this. What do you think about this? So you're one of those names of doing this appetite for distortion venture of mine that sticks out. So that's why you know when you, I saw you message me, I was like, you know what? Maybe he wants to be a part of this. So I'm glad. Thank your daughter for for helping you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all good there, uh, and and. Yeah, and Snake, I also I, I don't want to lose it. I forget it because I tried. I looked at my my emails. I emailed him back in 2018, and we had a few back and forths, and it was like around the Super Bowl time, and it never happened. And I was like one of those times, like I was kind of bitter about it. And I was like, damn it, what? What happened? I got like, cock blocked by management or what happened here? But it's just the life. It really is. These people get inundated with requests. Things get lost. Mm. It's nothing personal. I take things too personal. Uh, because he was awesome, he really was just yeah. like a, a super nice guy. Uh, both uh, and and by the way, uh, do you like how I did two Skid Row uh, interviews this year with Rachel Bolin and with yeah, Snake? Heard that one too. Yeah. Zero mention of Sebastian Bach. Zero. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said that to both Rachel and Snake beforehand. They're like, "Thank you, appreciate it." They had nothing bad to say. They were just like, "Yeah." You know, sick of talking about it. Exactly. They're sick of talking about yeah. it. It's kind of like you look back and Slash was sick of talking about Guns N' Roses. Yeah. And, and as Axel was sick of talking about gun, that Guns N' Roses, they, I get it. So it's uh, what was to be accomplished. You know, I got mm. my I got my headline from Blabbermouth about his uh, his neck surgery. You know, him uh, looking forward to it and looking forward to the next Yeah. Year. Didn't know about his nerve issues. That's – um. I don't know how he sort of copes, especially playing live, you know, with his with his issues. He's obviously done well, but hopefully this surgery helps him going forward. I hope so. And that's I, I look at him as an example with all the Guns N' Roses guys when people might be hard on Axel. He's sixty and he's running around for three and a half hours. 
Like, mm. who know? I'm sure he's got joint problems, like that we don't know yep. about. You know, with Slash. I mean, how does he not have? Oh my God! Like arthritis with his. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, God forbid, knock on wood. Forty six. I couldn't run around like that for ten minutes. <laughs> Let alone three hours. No way. You know, you have to be in shape. You have to be a uh, uh, dedication. You have to love what you do. And that's mm. that's been showing through Skid Row recently. It's been showing with uh, Guns N' Roses. And I think that's that feeds to the fan base. Like when they're having a good time, you're having a good time. So that's why uh, all they, they try to stay away from the bad press. But mm. it shows whether it's Australia or the U.S. It's just – other than it, it's me. I, I, I don't do that. I don't look, look for the bad press. It's just – Finds at me, I guess, sometimes, not on purpose. It's nice, Did you know uh, Brando? Oh, <laughs> sorry, Jace. It was nice. Uh, this time around, Duff gave a little interview to our local network. Yeah. You don't get that often. So it's good to get one. It was short and sweet, but it was something. No, I thought that was really sweet. Uh, they emphasized the word sweet because he, well, he took the reporter on like a tour of the stadium. Yeah. Mm. Can you yeah, talk about the, the stadium, I guess, and, and what it like, what's it like? Uh, what's an Australian crowd like? Because that's something we've spoken about with fans. Uh, I mean, nothing is going to be like uh, Argentina, but what's, what's an Australian? And again, I know you're not all there with didgeridoos. Sorry. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So what's an Australian crowd like for GNR? Ah, it's good. It's a it's full crowds. Um, Many different age groups there. Like I said, I've, from my kids to old grandparents walking around, it was um, a really mixed crowd, but uh, it wasn't too out of hand. You know, right up the front, there was a bit of movement, but I think everyone was just fucking blown away, to tell you the truth. The, leading into it, people were saying, oh, fuck, you know, he can't sing, he's lost his voice, but... Talking to people after the show, I went to the casino after the show and was just talking to people and no, everyone was just blown away by the whole show. Just the how, how the stamina pretty much on how how long they can go and mm. everyone was flabbergasted by it really. It was good. I see that a lot. It was it's interesting how uh, I guess it's not interesting as how social media works now, but you know, I started liking a lot of Australian news sites and following these stories. And, you know, so I see all the comments and that's what it was about. Everyone was kind of mirroring what you're saying, that it's all positive. Everyone had a great time. No one cares that people – they're older. Everyone's having a great time. And a lot of people like you are bringing their kids. Uh, but I guess I understand, Craig, why you need you need a little extra to go. I mean, you, so I, I, I get that. and. For me, it's one of the few concerts I really enjoy going to. I'm not a huge, I'm not like my mm-hmm. wife who wants to see everything under the sun. Uh, I'm still going to see Guns N' Roses, but yeah, I want to see. I, w- I really want something new. I really do. Especially when you got guys like Duff and Slash who constantly put out, you know, solo solo music, whether it's Velvet Revolver or Slash's stuff with Miles and the Conspirators and. Duff solo albums, like they're always putting out new material and writing new things. So you know, you know they've got material now. So what's what's the hold up? It's probably Axel or you know who knows. But you know there's likely no shortage of uh, new material because of Slash and Duff. So 
that's why I'm hoping like once they like mm. they finally get into a room, it's like, wow, okay, here's all this stuff. Like you hit the ground running kind of situation because mm. they're not getting any younger, you know, but yeah. And uh, I love, they don't have, it doesn't have to be an album. It can be what faster pussycat's been doing. I guess what GNR did with absurd and hard school, just keep, keep doing it. And I, I will say it was a Twitter comment, uh, that it's like you can't expect, you can't demand, you know, the fans demanding new music. It's not demanding, you know, it's not, it's, it's kind of like that's the relationship with artists and fans. It's like, you, we, we like what you're doing. You want to keep doing it or, or tell us you don't want to do it. I think it's mm-hmm. just like, it's the right of the fan to be like, you know what? You know, I would love to have more stuff. Obviously yeah. there are people who took it to the extreme, like Rick Dunford and company and goes on like crazy road trips to get, uh, Guns N' Roses leaks, which I guess well, I will even read about in, uh, in Rolling Stone because I I really don't know what was used. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm not I'm not even aware of, you know, that I wasn't even aware of. But yeah, a lot of the trolling, and I'm just I can't believe this is going to be. It doesn't seem real, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at that Rosala cover with the uh, the penis tattoo, or I mean this the suspender <laughs> tattoo, and yeah, there it is, a search for a lost GNR masterpiece. So. Uh, being mm. maybe so maybe if that comes out before the end of the year, I'll talk about that. I'll do an episode about that, but um, we'll see. Because right now, no ep- no episodes planned. Oh, and I haven't said this, so maybe you guys will be interested. I haven't promoted this on the podcast recently because it's just been a straight interview. So, if you also like horror movies, I have a spinoff horror podcast, conveniently named oh. Appetite for Horror. Very brilliant, I know. So cool. Appetite for Horror on Facebook, Appetite the Number Four Horror on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I've interviewed a couple people from Terrifier. Uh, a, a producer, actor uh, from Terrifier. I got one of the producers from Tales from the Crypt. We spoke about Slash's episode when he was in oh, there. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't seen that episode in God so long, and Slash was like he had such a small part. He played a radio, radio DJ. Named Hank, and so that was it. He had like a small part, but he hung out apparently like with the cast for like days just to watch them rap. Like he was that cool, and he wanted to be a part of Tales from the Crypt. So that's up there. Uh, what else? Did I, oh, Ace Von Johnson from uh, L.A. Guns, who's also a massive horror fan. Uh, that interview's been done, and he was part of the metal, uh, the history of metal and horror. So that's a new documentary that's out, and I've also interviewed the director of the history of metal and horror, which I suggested, how do you not have, did you try for Slash? He couldn't get past management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't even know Slash knows about it. And I suggested uh, Mr. Del James, because if you follow him on social media, he is the Lord of horror. Like he knows everything. And I saw, I, I was like, you should interview Del James if you do with, uh, more of this documentary, more interviews. Cause he's had like Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie and, uh, the people who played Jason and Michael Myers, it's just fucking awesome. So he's like writing Del, Del, Del James. So if that happens, got to credit me for, for doing it. Uh, and I just interviewed Michael uh, Jai White, who played Spawn. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's going to be out soon. One of those short but sweet interviews I did. Wow. Very lucky. One of those uh, interviews that I got through uh, my, my radio life. So some... Happen through my radio life. Some I make happen. Some I get through my Guns N' Roses fandom, my, uh, my fandom and friends. 
Oh, I should switch that. Friends and fandom. I don't know. What do I call you guys? Oh, I have that bad apples clip, by the way. I can bring that back because you guys are bad apples. Hold on. This is bad apples FX. You guys hear? No, I ain't have it up. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah. I haven't played that in a long time. You guys are bad apples. I, I have a new studio. As I mentioned, well, I'm a little loopy right now. I'm going to wake. It's 8 o'clock right now in New York, uh, New York City, 8 p.m. I've been up wake since 3 a.m. Because uh, I've been doing, wow. I'm starting, while well, everyone's on vacation, I'm the backup producer for the morning show. So I got to wake up at 3 a.m., be there by 4. And as soon as I walked into the studio this morning, what was playing? Welcome to the jungle. Beautiful. They, you got to get used to it, dude. You got a baby on the way, don't you? I know. I, I know, man. Yeah, yeah. A- yeah. April. April 27th is uh, the supposed due date for uh, little Axel. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna. No. I, Congratulations. I, thank you very much. So, uh, let me say that. I don't know how uh, expansive I've been on that on this podcast. I mean, for one, it's you know, and it's like five and a half months at this point. I'm one of those people that I'm like, I want to hold it like before I start like celebrating and talking about it and everything like that. Let's just uh, you know get through this time and taking care of my wife and everything. Uh, oh, a baby's first concert was Praxis. With Buckethead and Brain. So that's a pretty oh, good nice. first concert. I was hoping to announce it to Matt Sorum but, and ask him about, like, you know, early, uh, you know, being a first father advice and, and stuff like that. Uh, but that interview was postponed again, which is fine because Matt's an awesome guy and I'm lucky I've had him on this podcast mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but I was yep. supposed to have him like a year ago or two years ago for his book. That was delayed a bunch of times and now I was supposed to have him now for New Kings of Chaos, but I should, hopefully, knock on wood, my desk is made of wood, I think, uh, after the second Kings of Chaos single comes out next year. So uh, that was, my my brain, I was like, I'm going to tell Matt Sorum, I'll tell him to announce to my podcast world that I'm you know, having a kid, but nothing goes as planned, uh, now does it. Um, so, uh, not with children. No, not with it. My, my cats kind of keep me awake. They, they, they do <laughs> no kids for you right uh mr acoustic fox not at this stage no um just a cat also maverick i'm uh, surprised he hasn't made an appearance actually because uh the sun's shining outside and he usually likes to get out there on the weekend so he won't be too far away but um yeah no kids as yet just uh just guitars so yeah what a great name for a cat maverick i like that yeah I like, Absolutely. I like that a lot. Well, I, <laughs> I appreciate both of you uh, coming on on this early Saturday for you, late Friday for me and Loopy, but I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to talk to, you know, just talk about this crazy. Again, I'm talking to my wife about like, do you see that woman that can hit the face with Axe's microphone? I mean, bless her. She, she does care about, more, about uh, Guns N' Roses more than she ever did. November rains on the radio the other day. She's like, it's not November. I see. I, my, I'm I'm not only passing my Guns N' Roses fandom. I'm passing my bad sense of humor, my bad my bad <laughs> jokes to her, as well. So that's why it's a that's why it's a marriage. So uh, oh, let me uh, before I forget, uh, Craig. What any plugs you want to get in for uh, Fox on the Wire or anything that you want to that's out there? Any music? Uh, yeah. Look, uh, you know, keeping pretty busy. I haven't done as many podcast episodes this year as I hoped. I've sort of been focusing on my own music and 
work and that sort of thing. But I'm, I'm hoping to get you back on again, Brando, actually, you know, because I think next year is the 20th anniversary of the infamous Calder Park. Yeah, okay. Guns and Roses Skid Row show. Uh, yeah, it's like 20-year anniversary and that was a... That was a big yeah. one, so I'd actually love to get you back on if you if you're keen. Sure, not too busy. I mean, I yeah. would have to learn about that gig because I need to be, you know, maybe we do we do a situation where we have people uh, at that gig um, mm. because that's every person. I mean, Jason, were you you? I'm sure you know about it. Were you there at all? Were you there? I went to the Sydney. I went to the Sydney one. They played Sydney uh, and Melbourne. Okay, I was all in right. Sydney. Yeah. I mean, just from yeah, what cool. I hear from the Australian fa- fan base, I mean, these are iconic shows that happen. So yeah, they were to learn. crazy. I think it was, was it ninety thousand or something. Oh, wow. No, yeah. no water, no fucking nothing. It was just yeah. hot, and that was a big day. And the cool thing is, like you know, you're talking about Guns and Roses fans. Like Jason was obviously a young guy going to that show, and now twenty years later. Jason's taking his daughter to these new shows, so that's. Man, that's I was um, sixteen. Mm, Wag yeah. school to get the tickets, and um, now yeah, taking my daughter. That's why I took them. That's really why I went this time around, just so I made sure they got to see them and same age as me when I first seen them. So it all fit. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Can't can't top that, man. So Jason, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for you know just being a cool. Uh, Cool friend and cool follower of this podcast for for so many years, and same thing obviously to to you, Craig. I appreciate it. And yeah, let me know. Keep me posted, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. the '93 Guns N' Roses and Skid Row in Australia. Uh, so that does it for this episode of uh, Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? I don't know. In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy: "You'll see it. I don't know. Soon is the word." security, I'm going home.